Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the biggest issues facing this country is the prospect of World War III. That is going to be one of the biggest issues that anyone running for office is going to have to deal with. Remember the country said, and I think it's pretty interesting if you go back in history, And you listen to the media, you listen to Democrats, they said that it was going to be Donald Trump that was going to get us into World War War III. Remember when they said Donald Trump shouldn't be trusted with the nuclear codes? Remember when the Democrats actually said that Donald Trump was going to be the reason that World War III started? Donald Trump didn't start World War III. In fact, Donald Trump didn't even get as close to World War III. He was the guy that was making sure we stayed far away from war. And how was he doing it? Through peace, through strength. He was also willing to talk to anybody, anywhere, at any time, basically, including Kim Jong-un. He was willing to go meet with him. Why? Because he understood that if you can humanize one another and talk to one another, instead of talking through the media, that there's a very good chance that you can actually avert World War Three, and that's always a good thing. But the media wanted you to know that Donald Trump was going to be the reason why. That was part of the fear tactic. He's going to be the irrational, psychotic, and crazy guy that's going to get us into World War Three. Never happened. Now, of course, they never said that about the Democrats, right? No, they would never say that about the Democrats. Joe Biden was never going to get us into or three, you know, Joe Biden and all of his warmongering friends, right, who love to go to war, all of his good buddies in Congress, they would never accidentally get us into World War Three. Nah, that would never happen. And yet here we are on the verge of World War. The biggest issue for me outside of securing our border and our out-of-control spending is the idea that we could get into a world war. 
And there's a lot of people in Europe right now that are ready to get back into war. And things are ratcheting up. We all know this is because of Russia and Ukraine. And the countries around Russia and Ukraine are very concerned because this has already become a disaster in so many different ways for them. Humanitarian crisis, refugee crisis, people from those countries who live in Ukraine are dying. People from many countries around Hungary uh, are from Hungary and other countries are going there to fight and defend their family and their loved ones and they're dying in these wars. All of these different countries around Ukraine now are terrified of the prospect of a full-on world war. Who doesn't seem to be worried about it? Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't seem to give a crap at all if we get into World War III. In fact, he seems to be in favor of it. He seems to be in favor of ratcheting things up. He seems to be in favor of moving things forward. He he seems to be in favor of really going all in on this one. Why? One, I think it's a distraction from his disaster of a foreign policy. I think that has a lot to do with it. I also think he understands that there's a lot of special interests and a lot of people around him that are genuinely excited about the financial benefits of getting us into a world war. They like the idea and the prospect of getting us into a world war. And if we're in a full-blown conflict between Russia, Ukraine, and the EU's involved and everybody else and You get the allies involved and you're sending equipment and billions of dollars in aid and we go into this thing. It actually probably would help him not hurt him when it comes to his reelection. It would probably make things better, not worse, for his chances, because then you're talking about now is not the time for us to have someone coming in like Donald Trump or DeSantis And changing our foreign policy, we're standing united with all of our allies. And you go through the list, right? Because even if it's a failure, they'll tell you it's somehow a success. Now, there is another part of this this conflict, this war between Russia and Ukraine that's not not being talked about at all. And that's the fact that there are literally thousands per day that are dying. There are thousands of people that have been dying on the Ukrainian side of things daily, and there's been thousands that have been dying on the Russian side. The humanitarian crisis is into the millions of people that have fled the country of Ukraine because it's constantly under attack from Russia. And there are people in Russia that are terrified by what's also happening right now to some of their loved ones who are in Ukraine. Remember, there's a lot of ethnic Russians in Ukraine. There's a lot of Russian soldiers, apparently, that were not happy, and a lot of Russian individuals that are not happy about what is happening in this war. There's a lot of fatigue already. But when you have all the money coming in and all the people getting paid on this, it's it's not a bad thing for them. Now, there's also another part of this war that people don't understand. Former National Security Advisor KT McFarland talked about this with me at CPAC. And what was talked about is the fact that when oil and gas prices are high, Russia has the disposable income to keep the war going. If you wanted to actually avert war, okay, what you would do 
is you would make sure that you lowered oil and gas prices because that would take all discretionary spending away from Russia. And then Russia literally could not afford this war. You want to know how Donald Trump averted World War III when he was president? It was by keeping oil and gas prices low. Russia couldn't afford to do what they're doing right now. No chance in hell. Russia can't afford it now because the sanctions, in a weird way, have actually backfired on the rest of the world. As Russia's seen oil and gas prices go up, they're making record profits right now, even on the black market. The fact that America has shut down our oil exploration and our oil drilling has only allowed for Vladimir Putin to do what he's doing now that he would have never done under the leadership of Donald Trump. Not for any other reason than Trump understood the economics. Let me say that again. Trump understood the economics. If the price of gas was low, the price of oil was low, and you didn't have to worry about them exporting near as much because you didn't need it as badly, referring to Russian oil and gas, you could control Russia and not worry as much about them going to war. War is expensive, especially when you don't have other people funding it. Like, you look at Ukraine right now, they can't afford the war they're doing right now. They're being underwritten by Europe and America. That's how expensive war is. Russia doesn't have that, so they're underwritten by their oil profits, and if the oil profits aren't there, they can't afford conflicts. So Donald Trump understood that just as long as we had oil and gas prices that were cheap, that we could keep Russia in check. This administration has done the complete opposite of that. And now we have a humanitarian crisis, and we have many other countries around Ukraine that are terrified. I'm going to tell you the story of one of those countries and one of the leaders of the country of Hungary. All right, before I get into that, I want to talk to you real quick about our friends over at Patriot Mobile. They are now offering a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Yeah, Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best G4 and G5 networks, the same network and towers you're using right now. The difference is not only do you get the same great quality that you're used to, but they actually are a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. So this year, resolve to stop spending your money with companies that don't align with your values. In fact, actually fight against what you believe in. Switch to Patriot Mobile. You'll be supporting First and Second Amendment groups, the rights of unborn children, and even helping with adoptions. It is easy to switch. Call them right now. Or go online to patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. Or call them 878-PATRIOT. You're going to get free activation with the offer code Ferguson. That's 878-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you've been keeping up with the news lately, you know that we're living in challenging economic times. Americans are suffering from supply chain problems, soaring grocery prices, and really high inflation. So if you've been saving for a long time for retirement, you know that you need to protect your money. And one way to do that is with a gold IRA. I'm excited about telling you about a company that I actually use. I have actually worked with Augusta Precious Metals. They are different because they will even tell you if a gold IRA isn't your answer. They give you just the facts. Now, Augusta Precious Metal is all about protecting your IRA and your 401k. They're great people at a great conservative company. They're great people at a great conservative company. They understand right now that it's crazy with our economy. And it's extremely important, especially if you're close to retirement, to protect your assets because there's no time to make up losses. So if you've saved $100,000 or more, then you should take a look at their free guide. And you should really sign up for something that I've done. It's a web conference where you talk to a top individual about gold IRAs and your 401k. Check them out and get the peace of mind that you're protecting your hard-earned assets when you get really close to retirement. 877 Four, the number four, gold IRA, 877-4-GOLD-IRA, or visit them online at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Say, I sent you, and they will pay your fees for up to 10 years. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Good friend of mine is in front of me right now. He is the Director General of the Center for Fundamental Rights, also CPAC Hungary. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting you. Over in Hungary, you guys did an amazing CPAC event there. This was last year, and it was actually delayed um, because of the war that was breaking out between Russia and Ukraine. I just had KT McFarland with me uh, as you and I were talking during the break here, and she was talking about this conflict and the concern of it exploding into World War III. You have Iran involved now. You have China involved now. You have Europe involved. You have America involved. You are neighboring Ukraine. You've also been under uh, Russian control in the history of your country, communism. You also have a unique relationship with Russia because you guys are landlocked. And when it comes to the issue of energy is important. And you guys are calling for peace. Um, Viktor Orban, prime minister, uh, who I've had the privilege of spending some time with, calling for peace. I I want you to talk about how important it is for people to understand that this is affecting people's lives. It's a humanitarian crisis issue. You guys, I don't even know the number. I'd love for you to give me the new update of how many refugees have come across the border through Hungary. More than than one million. More than one million. And you're right there on the border with Ukraine. You guys are calling for peace. Kind of explain where you are now a year later. Um, Look, I think we in the Western world, we do share the, the strategic goals. I mean, one of the strategic goals is to have a sovereign, independent Ukraine. That's for sure. And, of course, we do not want to live 
in the shadow of the Russian threat. That's for sure. The question is how to reach those goals. And the Hungarian uh, mindset, the Hungarian conservatives mindset says that through immediate ceasefire and peace negotiations. Um, first of all, because we have to spare human lives. Thousands are killed on a daily basis. Uh, and I want people to understand that. I mean, this is happening. You guys are dealing with this. It's on your border. Thousands are dying yeah, daily exactly. in this war. It's yeah. horrible, including humanitarian including, crisis. Including Hungarians, because there is a quite large uh, ethnic Hungarian minority uh, in Ukraine. And uh, those ethnic Hungarians, Ukrainian citizens, are some of them or most of them, the, the men, are enrolled to the Ukrainian army. And they are fighting uh, on the front against the, against the Russian troops. And they are dying on a daily basis as well. So they are, there are Hungarian casualties, actually, uh, in the Ukraine. So it affects Hungary, not only from the perspective of, uh, for example, energy security, but because of the Hungarian minority uh, in Ukraine. So the Hungarian standpoint is that we do, we do have those mentioned strategic goals. For us, it's, it's very, very important to have something between Hungary and between Russia. And uh, that should be a sovereign Ukraine between, uh, between my country and between, uh, between Russia. But, uh, but where we do have the differences with other countries, with the European mainstream, is how to reach those strategic goals. What we feel in Western Europe is that um, the, the political environment, the political atmosphere promotes uh, more military aid, more military support. Uh, it began a year ago or a half year ago, for example, uh, uh, in Germany with, uh, with helmets, to give helmets for the Ukrainians. Now they are giving tanks, and the next step will be uh, Air Force squads. Yeah, fight, fighter um, jets. I mean, this, yeah. is, this is in one year... This has gone, from a military standpoint, the complete opposite of what you and I talked about um, at the presidential palace uh, in, in Hungary uh, almost a year ago to, to, to the day. And that this is not going in the direction that you guys knew it could go because you're living it, you're experiencing it, the thousands are dying. And that's got to concern you now that maybe people aren't looking at the other countries right around Ukraine. Yeah, um, look, the... The, what I mentioned for us, uh, it may have sound like the like the exclusive Hungarian interest that we are seeing this uh, promoting peace, promoting security, because that's the that's the Hungarian interest. And of course, uh, we are uh, a nation-first country, like uh, like America first was for Trump. For us, for Hungarians, Hungary comes first. That's for sure. But our approach uh, fits, I think, into the European interests and to the interest of the Western world. I will, I will tell you why. Because it seems that uh, with the policies and politics carried on by the European mainstream, the progressive mainstream, for example, sanctions on Russia, uh, did not bring Russia into its knees. But but increased the energy prices. And there, here comes... And that the, means he makes more money. They, I, they make they make a lot more money, and, they, and that means they, they can continue to fight. It, yeah, the yeah, the way to stop this war is, as Katie McFarland said earlier, and I agree with this, is to drive down energy prices so they can't afford to fight this war. 
as long as energy prices are high, they can afford and have enough excess money left over to continue this onslaught in it's, Ukraine. And that's what this administration doesn't seem to understand. And the problem, and the problem, what you should see that maybe from an American standpoint, it's uh, it's too far, but Europe in general and Hungary, Central European region, is highly dependent on uh, on Russian energy. It's not, it's not some kind of a love story with Moscow. Um, as you mentioned, Hungary, suffered under the communist thumb, under the Soviet Union's oppression for more than 40 years. So if there is a country and uh, if there are countrymen, the Hungarian conservatives, who do know how it is to live under Russian uh, oppression, that we Hungarians and uh, Hungarian conservatives, we do know. So when it comes to Hungarian-Russian relations, it's not, it's not a love story. It's the, very, it's the very fact, it's the reality that all of the gas pipelines, all of the oil pipelines, uh, most of them, most of them, uh, are coming to Hungary from Russia. Uh, and that is true for the region and in a very high percentage true for, uh, for the whole Europe that uh, the continent is dependent on Russian gas and Russian oil. And because of the sanctions imposed uh, on the energy products of Russia by the European Commission, by the European Union, those sanctions increased energy prices. Which means Putin has more money more for money. his war machine. That's yeah, yeah. That's secondly, secondly, it increased inflation all over Europe, and the high inflation caused a very, uh, very sure uh, economic recession. So what what we do experience now in Europe that we do have a war in our neighborhood. As I told you, Hungarians are dying. Hungary had accepted more than 1 million, I think it's already around 1.5 million Ukrainian refugees to, to Hungary. But we do have the, the economic troubles, the econ high inflation, economic recession all over Europe. And what we, why, why we uh, urge for peace is, of course, to spare human life. But what we also see that with this war ongoing, with a, with a prolonged war, economic suffering, uh, will be for the future would be for the future as well and that is not good for Europe and I tell you another thing an important thing it's not good for the US either because first of all I think the US needs a very strong European ally Europe had been always been had had always been uh, the ally of the US but Americans I think need a strong Europe and strong European conservatives as a partner a weakening Europe Europe in economic recession is not the best partner for, uh, for the US. And secondly, with those sanctions and with this whole, whole, I think, insane politics towards the war, or I would think, I would say emotion-based politics towards Russia, it pushes Moscow into the hands of Beijing. And that's the worst screenplay. If they will team up together, that's the worst screenplay for uh, for Europe and for the U.S. as well. Well, let's talk about another aspect of what you guys are also having to deal with right now in, in Hungary. And, and, and explain to people, how many miles from Budapest, your capital, is it to Ukraine, the border of Ukraine? How long does it a take few, you to uh, drive there? Two, two and a half, three, the border. Okay, two and a half, three hours. Yeah. So it's people need to understand quite, how close this is. It's very close. It's very close. Look, and we, we lived through this um, in the 90s when there was the war in Yugoslavia. 
also a neighboring country or Serbia, neighboring country of, uh, of Hungary. And I tell you, it's not good to have a war at your backyard. It's not good. It's very different to approach to such a situation from Berlin, from Rome, from Paris or from Washington DC. Sorry to say this, but, uh, but to, to live next to a war uh, where Hungarians are already affected, that brings you to a much more uh, pacifist standpoint and mindset. And I tell you what, what is very, very interesting, that those European politicians, the liberal progressive mainstream, which urges now for more military aid, more military support, and promotes a very aggressive uh, uh, military standpoint, those are the progressives who had been advocating for peace, love, happiness, make love, not war, for decades. They were the one who always promoted uh, pacifism all along, even under the Soviet Union. And uh, when, the, when the communists ruled half of Europe, they were very, very pacifist. And the hippies. And now the very same progressive liberal group, liberal mindset, now suddenly became very hawkish in Europe, sure. and, and they are promoting military solutions. Let's talk about CPAC Hungary coming up. Um, obviously, the entire tone of what you thought you'd be talking about two years ago in your country has changed. We saw that with a, a very, what I would refer to as a State of the Union address from, from, from Viktor Orban, which I watched because I wanted to see what he had to say. Do you he, speak Hungarian? No, already? but I was watching the subtitles. <laughs> I, was, okay. I, was, I was very okay. much watching it because I wanted to see what he said. And he was obviously talking about family-first policies. Uh, country first policies. He was also talking about peace and making it clear we need to have this needs to end and does not need to escalate and we need to find a way to peace. And, and, and I love the way that he was describing Hungary's role. You guys at the Center for Fundamental Rights understand how important families are in a strong family. It's part of the reason why you brought CPAC to Hungary. I had the honor of speaking at the first CPAC Hungary. Uh, and, and look forward to hopefully going back to Hungary as well. To, to, I hope to, as well. Yeah, I'm excited to, to be back in Hungary. And, and you guys, this year's theme, a year later, we're still coming in under the same theme, except it's a war that's escalated. What is the goal for you guys for CPAC Hungary this year? What is what is a, a successful CPAC Hungary look like when it comes to the issues? Look, um, I have a dream. And my dream is the liberals' nightmare. Uh, the strong international cooperation of national conservative forces. Um, last year's motto of CPEC Hungary was uh, God, Homeland and Family. Now it will be about United We Stand, that conservative forces all around the world, all around the Western civilization should, uh, should join forces and should act united. Why? Because, of course, there is, a, there is this ongoing war, which is the most important geopolitical problem that we have nowadays. But we should not forget about the Marxists, the socialists that we do have in the West. And they are trying to destroy our most cherished values, the Judeo-Christian heritage of our civilization, the importance of the nation, national pride and state sovereignty. And of course, they are trying to destroy the family and they are uh, threatening children with this gender nonsense thing and um, what what we think with CPEC Hungary and what we think in, uh, in, in, in general in Hungary the Hungarian conservatives is that if you are brave enough if you and if you are wise enough and if you do know the political know-how 
And if you can act as professional as the progressives, then you can defend your values. And that's why we brought CPEC to Hungary, first of all, to show the Hungarian example to the world. Uh, because, for example, our constitution defends the Christian values of our country. Um, it enshrines the importance of national identity and state sovereignty, and it protects the family and the children's right to self-identity and against gender propaganda. But there are also other very important uh, things about Hungary, a very generous uh, family, very generous family policies pertaining to taxation as well. So the more children you have in Hungary, the less tax you pay for the and state. I love that. You're basically encouraging a nuclear family through the issue of tax where you don't penalize people for having a family. No, we, no, you're you're encouraging it, yeah. which and is the, incredible and so basic. And the, and the whole environment is very important very important not not it's not only about technical or legal changes but the environment is changing fertility, fertility rate is increasing in hungary uh, number of marriages doubled in the past 10 years and a very a very the most important fact that without any kind of uh, legal amendment to the uh, uh, respective laws the number of abortions halved in the past 10 years because the environment is changing, it's becoming a more and more pro-family, work-fair uh, society and environment in Hungary. So that's, that's very important to know about. And uh, of course, last but not least, uh, protecting the borders and fight against illegal migration is also uh, an important issue for us, for Hungarian conservatives. Uh, we built that wall on the southern border of, uh, of Hungary. And First of all, with CPEC Hungary, we would like to show the Hungarian example, the what we what we well, do. Especially did, we when you're next Hungary. door to Russia, it's like look at these two different worlds you can live in. You yeah. can live in a world of, of family pride and independence and prosperity and small business and growth, economic growth, or you can live under this communism and and, and Vladimir Putin and, and this basically you have no freedoms and independence as a as a human being, a family. That's where I think Hungary right now is such a beacon of hope in this part of the world. And you guys are basically shining a massive light on it uh, at the Center for Fundamental Rights and also having CPAC Hungary. And it was well attended the first year. I got to tell people, for a first-year conference flying over there, I, I obviously didn't know what to expect. <laughs> it was a packed yeah, house. Thank people you. were hungry <laughs> for freedom, and they're hungry for family and traditional values in Hungary. Uh, which is amazing, and, and honestly, there's a part of me that's, that wished that we had that same type of urgency in this country because we take it for granted far too often. Yeah, thank you very much uh, for your words. Uh, I do really hope, and I, I really I will stay uh, humble because Hungary is a small country with an open economy, landlocked country, so we, we do not dare to say that we would be the, the largest superpower in the Western world if it comes to conservative issues. But um, I do really hope that Hungary can serve as a hub, as a, as a powerhouse for uh, conservatives all around the Western civilization, because Hungary is the best example that you can bring conservative ideas that we are always talking about to practice, to, to act. And that's why Brussels and the progressive mainstream all around the world here in the US, the New York Times, the CNN, is so frustrated about Hungary, 
and about CPEC hunger and about, about Prime Minister Orban and about the, the Hungarian conservative movement because they see that we can protect our, uh, our faith, uh, our religious freedoms, our Judeo-Christian heritage, our national pride, our borders, our sovereignty. We do have our deep state in Europe as well. You have your deep state here in D.C. Our deep, no doubt. Our, 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 deep, our deep state is called Brussels, the European Union. And of, although we are a proud member of EU and NATO, we do have our daily struggle. So we are fighting that fight with that, uh, with that deep state of ours. And uh, it needs bravery, it needs courage, it needs uh, wisdom. And our, our plan is, the Hungarian master plan is, to, to bring conservatives all around the world on the board, to act united. Because what we see is that the, the left is professionally organized at the international level. That's how they can, in the name of political correctness, ESG, Vogue, gender ideology, critical race theory, you can name it, in the name of their ideas, they can launch a massive planetary global attack against fundamental values. But if we team up as well, uh, although we do have our local roots, and uh, maybe... We do have our differences if it comes to, I don't know, taxation or, or social medicine. Those are technical issues compared to the big issues, the three in value of, uh, of God, homeland and family that we should protect. And CPEC Hungary is a flagship project, I think, for that. And Hungary, I hope, can serve with a very good example for conservatives all over the world. How to, how to fight this fight. And of course, we Hungarians, we also want to learn from you, from American conservatives, from European conservatives, from conservatives from South America, from Israel, from Australia, from Japan. Because that is how we can build up a know-how and that is how we can build a conservative consensus instead of a neoliberal consensus. And that's how we can build up the sovereignty of the right. It's going to be a really fun conference this year. For people that want to find out more about the Center for Fundamental Rights, how can they get in touch? Um, we do have our website in English as well. Uh, if they type into Google, uh, Google Center for Fundamental Rights, they will find it. And of course, CPEC Hungary has a website as well. Uh, so they can find on uh, on, uh, uh, on our website as well. And of course, there is Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Maybe we do not have... Maybe that's all. That's yeah, all. Maybe that's, that's enough, enough I that's think. Enough. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, we're yeah. good. Yeah. Hey, thank you. I look forward to seeing you over in Hungary. It'll be a pleasure to be with you again. Thanks for coming over for CPAC in the U.S. And always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Thank you very much, Ben. Um, united we stand. want to remind you, you can download the Ben Ferguson podcast, and you can hear that KT McFarlane interview. We do our podcast six days a week. So make sure you download the Ben Ferguson podcast now. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.